Welcome, welcome to Education Lanes. Education, education, education. Expand, expand your options. Welcome to Real Talk Education Lanes, the podcast that helps you break this education thing on down with your host, Targan Wade-Jones. Parent advocate alert. I recently just traveled. I was gone for about a week to Costa Rica. Pura vida. It was absolutely amazing. I had a awesome time and it was kind of a momcation slash travel um, hmm, how can I think the word this? It was like scouting, travel scouting. So um, I'll tell you all about Costa Rica in another episode, but just know it was dynamite, okay? Why am I here with you today? The reason I'm coming to you is because I wanted to talk to you about two stories, basically, two quick stories on uh, what happened with me. I'm always talking about be a parent advocate, be an advocate for your children. Nobody's going to care as much as you do. Well, that's absolutely correct. So here is is the situation of what happened, and you'll see how I was a parent advocate. Uh, my daughter uh, in her school, because remember, if you go back uh, to a couple of the um, previous episodes, I believe that would be private school, um, I talked about how my daughter started private school this year uh, from the many various schools, but she started private school this year. And one of the things that the school offered was outside lunch, meaning you're already paying all this money for the private school, first off, let me say, but you have to also supply your own lunch. So in her school, they have an option for outside vendors, I'll put it, to offer lunch. Now, let me tell you, if you are offering lunch as an outside vendor, you need to offer a complete lunch. I'm just saying, but I'm saying, okay? Offer a complete lunch. But that's not the case that's going on here at my daughter's school. I must say, I think it's a little janky. Hmm, that's just me. But instead of sitting on the sidelines and complaining about it, oh no, what's Targan going to do? She's going to make sure she gets in there, makes her voice heard, and becomes an advocate, not only for my child, but for all the children in this school. All right, so let me break it down. What normally happens is we're given a calendar uh, at the beginning of the month, actually a couple weeks into the previous month, and you fill it out for what you want your child to have um, through the month. If you want them to have a meal one day, if you want it every single day, if you want it, you know, however you want to work it on the calendar, basically, you have the option. So for the first month, I was like, you know what, let's give this thing a try. I told my husband, it's like, let's go ahead and do, um, you know, each day, but throughout the weeks, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for one week. We did Monday, you get chicken tenders on a Monday, right? And then on Friday is pizza day. So this week, you're going to do Monday and Friday. So try those out and see how you like them. The second week, okay, Tuesday is like a turkey sub sandwich. All right, cool. And then, of course, we'll bring lunch from home the rest of the week. All right, the third week, we're going to do... Um, barbecue sandwiches or something on a Wednesday, see how you like that, and so on and so forth, okay? So you see, I kind of, I staggered it, basically, is what I'm getting at. So she could try each of the days, and then um, whatever she liked, okay, we can keep working forward with that. 
Sounds brilliant to me. What I did not know was that each of these meals was $5 for the meal. I have no problem with that. Five bucks for a meal sounds good. But what I do have a problem with is if you're offering a turkey sub, where's the rest of it? For $5 and for a first grader, a turkey sub is not going to cut it. Just the sandwich, okay? That's where this parent started having an issue. You can't have just a sandwich for the kid. Where's the drink? Where's the chips? Where's the side salad, something. That's what I'm getting at. And what I wasn't liking was each time when I'd ask my daughter, so how was the lunch today? Did you like it? Her response was, um, I didn't have anything to drink or I didn't have any chips or anything, or I didn't have anything on the side. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We paid $5 for just a sandwich? No, no, no. If you have been contracted to be able to provide the service, you need to provide an entire lunch. So what did I do? I went to the PTA meeting because, again, we have to be what? Advocates. I went to the PTA meeting and I said, hey, who's in charge of the whole lunch? Who you do ya? And they said, well, you know, that's this person. And, you know, we have a lot of parents actually who would love other options because they're not necessarily pleased. <laughs> you think? What I did is like, I, you know what? I would love to take that over. I would love to spearhead and be the one in charge to kind of get down to uh, better options, better choices, and more bang for our buck. Because again, it's one thing. We have no issue sending our child with school lunch, you know, with lunch from home. But if you're going to offer something, let it be a complete lunch. I keep saying that, but I can't stress it enough. It was just, it, it, it kind of was like, really? Anywho, so um, I got the contact information um, and they took my name down and said, okay, you know, we'd love for you to meet with who basically spearheaded um, that contract or, you know, figured out trying to make that whole system work for the lunch. So I said, oh yeah, please, please connect me with them because I'd love to sit and chat and see what we could do to make this better. So fast forward, um, that was about, oh, two weeks ago because I went to Costa Rica um, for a week. So when I came back um, today, I just went into the office and um, on my way picking up my daughter from school, just poked my head in, said, hey, uh, any word on um, the whole lunch situation? She's like, oh, you know, I would love for you to actually meet with the principal or the assistant principal, um, the another person, um, and kind of talk with them and see what are your thoughts. And the, bingo, that's what I wanted being an advocate for your children. This is what I'm talking about, people. Not only your kids, but now this turns into the entire school. This is very important. We cannot just settle or complain. We must find ways to get in there, help, compliment, change, fix, whatever we need to do to make situations, especially when we know they could be much better. We have to be the ones to step in to do that. So that was story number one I wanted to bring to you on being a parent advocate. <laughs> I'll probably do that every time, huh? I don't know. So yes, that was one story. Second story, a fabulous conversation that I had with a newfound friend. I won't say her name, but you know who you are.
We had an awesome conversation on how her son, who has autism, and she was very much interested in having some type of a program in her school uh, that catered to helping with social skills, bringing kids together who um, have similar backgrounds or diagnoses or um, just who could use that type of um, setting to come together and to partake in a class on social skills. Of course, again, as parents, we're looking for ways to help our kids better uh, get along, better um, uh, find friends, and just environments where it's warm, it's welcoming, it's a place where they feel safe, it's a space that's for them, but they also get what they need. And in this case, a better understanding on how to interact with those around you in social situations. She said that she had brought the idea to uh, her local school But um, the school kind of was like, yeah, you know, that sounds great, but kind of just pushed it off or really hadn't set anything up or or had anything. Okay, so let's step back and look at this from two perspectives. Okay, let's look at it from the perspective of the parent. The parent wants to create a program or a dynamic for the child or the other students in the school that could use this resource. The school thinks this sounds wonderful, but somewhere in the middle where this conversation of words is exchanged, there is something called a dollar sign that starts floating up in the air. And when you have schools who are already strapped for cash or strapped for resources, strapped for uh, educators, uh, strapped for time, it's very difficult for them to make these decisions to go forward and create more programs. So As a parent, the best thing that you can do, and I'm kind of just fast forwarding here, but the best thing you can do is always put yourself in the situation of who do I know that can spearhead this? Who do I know that has a specialty in this? Who could come and help me create this if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself? I mean, parents, you'd be surprised at what you can do, but a lot of times we think that we can't or we shut ourselves down before we even try. So I want to shake you out of that. I want you to stop thinking that way. And then just like we're walking, we're taking one step in front of the other. The same thing goes into anything that you'd want to plan, create, do, or implement. Okay. That's first. So if the school thinks your idea sounds great or they're willing to back you next, what you need to do is to create that beautiful present in a box for them. So now all they need to do is pull that string and open it up and da-da, there you go. It's all on a platter for them. That's what these schools are looking for. Yes, on paper. This is a thing we say in our house is sounds good on paper or looks good on paper, but are you actually going to do it? Can you actually follow through with it? Can you actually come up with a way for it to happen? Back to the school, that's what this situation is for a school. Yes, you have an idea for something you like to implement. What are three different ways you can approach it and have it actually happen? 
In her case, if she creates a program or she connects with specialists or friends or people who are just willing to donate their time and said, hey, one option is to do this program after school. Another option is to do this during lunchtime. Maybe we're all the kids who would benefit from this class can come and sit, eat, and have lunch together while they practice on various cues various situations. Maybe they may have some types of write-ups or worksheets that they could utilize to help them. However they go forward with this, the number one thing is you've given multiple ways to implement it to the school, and now it's just a matter of them giving you a time, a space, a place to actually make it happen. If you approach the school and you've already put it together in that beautiful box, and it's just here, open it, let's make it happen. Nine times out of 10, they are gonna work with you, and they are going to be happy. And if anything, probably have the accolades now to share with other schools in the district of what it is that they are doing in their school. Now, some schools may be all for it and come across wanting to do it, but as us, again, being advocates for our children, programming and things to make them better, it's a lot easier if we take on that role and create it for them so that they have less to do. So to my wonderful friend out there in Utah, I hope, hope, hope you implement that program in your school. Just take Take some time. Take 20 minutes each evening. Put together ideas. Put together resources. Call on some friends. See who would be willing to come and use some of their time. 30 minutes, a lunch period, whatever the case, and make that program happen so not only your son benefits, but all the other kids too who would will have a better, brighter future, all because you took the initiative, and took the worry, guesswork, and trouble from the school to actually make this happen. I hope this was helpful, and I hope this helps give you the motivation and energy to go out and do something amazing for your kids, your schools, your programs, all the things around for us to get to the next level. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you guys about Costa Rica soon because Costa Rica is a special project that I'm working on. I'm so excited to talk more with you about it Um, on Facebook. No, you know what? On Instagram. On Instagram TV, I'm going to start doing little videos, kind of like my experiences when I was there, what it is that I have on the plate that we're going to be doing going forward that's going to be for moms, for dads, for families, but especially for our our youth, our teens, um, and in learning from cultural engagement to adventure to educational, of course. So I'm so excited to bring that to you in the future. But we're going to have some uh, some great interviews coming down the pipeline as well. So please continue to listen to Real Talk Education Lanes. I'm so happy you joined me today, and I look forward to talking again with you soon. Education, 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 your option.